You know, talking about challenges and solutions in the medical system, one of the things that we have been moving toward is a new way to handle medical records. Of course, there has been a push to do it more efficiently using electronic medical records, but with that comes a mix of systems and some more complications and some more challenges. Incomplete and fragmented data... Uh, When you have electronic medical records, there can often be a lack of information that can be shared between different uh, health authorities or different provinces, different uh, providers using different systems. And guess what? Yeah, those systems sometimes don't communicate effectively with each other, and that results in barriers to information sharing and a coordination of care is something that is a real issue and has been detailed in depth by Andrew McLeod writing in the TIE about Canada's broken electronic medical records model. Andrew joins us now. Good morning, Andrew. Yeah, hi, Bruce. Thanks for having me on and thanks for your interest. Well, and thanks for talking with us because I think a lot of people really don't understand the back end of some of the information that they have about them that's on file and, you know, it sounds like it's a good idea in theory, and it is, but there's some challenges, aren't there? Yeah, well, even in theory, I mean, there, there are different arguments. Um, but, yeah, huge challenges. I, I think in this day and age, you know, it's 2023, you have the feeling that Google knows, you know, every website you've ever been to and that Apple knows every, everywhere you've been in the last however many years. Uh, I think a lot of us have the assumption that our health records are all in one place and easy to access and you know we 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 just assume these days that 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 data is collected and and used in a way that's that's useful uh for us um but that's not the case as as i found out uh, working on this piece and and it came out of a a couple of things one was a complaint from a doctor about uh uh, what it was like trying to change clinics and, and how hard it was to get the the records from, for his patients from from the vendor he was using, uh, and the other was a technician who got in touch with me just to share their frustrations. You know, just the, the daily, you know, their their job is is bringing records from one system into another, uh, and he was able to show me. I mean, a lot of it's like technical details, but but just just the the, the junk that would come through with the records. You know, like, like forms that got filled in yeah. with nonsense. Uh, records that got duplicated, you know, things that should be a, a, a you know sort of one record that that that, that got duplicated into to multiple records, uh, you know, all of it needing to be looked at and, and clicked on by by the doctor, and all of it sort of you know sucking up time because because that's another piece of it is is the amount of time that the healthcare professionals, doctors, nurses, uh, others others in the system uh, end up dealing with with electronic medical records. The uh, President of the Doctors of BC told me that, that the estimate is like 30 to 40 percent of the day that, that's spent dealing dealing with the EMR that could be spent, you know, dealing with patients at a time when when you know a million people don't have a family doctor in the province. Well, here's the thing, Andrew. That's always surprised me is it seems to me like the football is being kicked down the field, and we're really dealing with a problem where you've had doctors' offices, and I see this with walking clinics, for example, that still have paper files. It's 2023, and yeah. uh, some have been very slow in converting over. Is that part of what you found? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a piece of it. I mean, historically, it all would have been paper, and a, and a lot of the legislation is, is based on a time when it was on paper. Uh, doctors, through their college, are required to keep records for patients for 16 years, 
and, and it doesn't specify how, how they have to be. They can be on paper. Um, so, yeah, there are stories of people who, who want, when they want to move records, you know, have to digitize them and put them into PDFs, or, or they're taking paper files. Um, yeah, so some of it's historic. But, but remember, we've had like 20 years now of, of saying this is a priority. I, I think it was 2004, B.C. said it as a priority. Uh, there was a thing, well, it still exists, Canada Health in- Infoway, but like hundreds hundreds of millions of dollars were put into it, uh, sort of, I guess, you know, 2007, 2008-ish, somewhere in there. Like B- BC's share was, was, I think, a couple hundred million dollars, and they, they were spending money like that across the country. Um, as part of that, I, I, I think the main thing they did was, was get doctors to to get on to some kind of system. So so, so now like 93% of doctors' offices are are on some kind of electronic medical record. So, yeah, 7% are still on paper, I guess. But 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 compared to what it would have been 15 years ago, that's, that's a lot. But the thing is, nobody had the foresight to say, okay, we're going to do it all on, you know, one system so that they can all talk to each other. It's all going to be centralized, which is what some places did. Estonia did that. Uh, they, they have one system that you can access from, you know, a hospital, a doctor's office, home, uh, we don't. Uh, so, so, so we had people adopt something, and then what happened was there were multiple vendors uh, and multiple systems, and it's been consolidated a little bit. But, but, but at this point, there are at least 15 different systems that people use, uh, including like some some have sort of designed their, their own. Some are open source, so they customize them. Um, and and the one that's the most popular, like even the very most popular one, is is, is only used by 17%. So it's totally fragmented. Uh, hospitals have their own systems. Health authorities have their own systems. Um, Dr. Gregane gave me an example of, of a cancer clinic that's in a hospital where, where the clinic is on one system and the hospital is, is on the health authority system, which is a different system. So the, the, a patient in the cancer clinic in that hospital, their records aren't shared between the two systems. Uh, you, you know, just things as basic as that. Uh, and, and, and I think, to me, it's a, it's a matter of leadership. You know, like somebody needs to say, uh, look, we're going to have one system. This is what it's going to be. Uh, you know, maybe they do that in consultation with, with the vendors, with, uh, with the people who use it. Um, the U.S. has done that. Uh, yeah. The Biden administration ordered that, that everybody would use the, the, what they call the FIRE uh, system, uh, and, and they're working towards that. So it, it is doable, but it takes, takes leadership and it takes some courage. Uh, and it takes bringing all the different parties who are involved together to, to do that, I think. Well, it's a real issue and a real priority is uh, needed in there. Uh, and you mentioned 20 years. That's a long time to get the act together, but it's still not together. 93%, yeah, that's great. 7% still outstanding. But even with the 93%, as you outline, uh, they're not talking to each other. So many different systems in play. There's so much more we could talk about that. But uh, thanks for the uh for sharing that with us. And of course, if you want to find out more information, the article is Canada's Broken Electronic Medicals Record Model or Records Model. It's in the TIE. Andrew McLeod, thanks for your time this morning. Yeah, thanks, Bruce.